Welcome to The Greek Current, a podcast by Halk and Kathy Merini. I'm your host, Thanos Davelis. On Thursday, Greece finally approved a landmark marriage equality bill, becoming the first majority Orthodox Christian country to take such a step. This is a watershed moment for the country's LGBTQ community, but as Prime Minister Kyriakos Mistotakis put it, it's also a milestone for human rights. Nikos Efstathiou, an Athens-based journalist and author who has reported extensively on this issue, joins me to look at this historic moment for Greece and the ripple effects it is having beyond the country's borders. Niko, great to have you back on with us, especially today. Thank you so much, Thanos, for inviting me, especially today. <laughs> Niko, we've had a number of discussions about this marriage equality bill on our podcast, and on Thursday we finally saw it cross the finish line. In fact, I even noticed a post on Twitter today that included the first same-sex marriage announcement in an Athens newspaper. Give us a sense of just how historic this moment is. I mean, uh, it's, uh, you should have been at Sirachma Square yesterday right outside the parliament to see the joy in uh, people's faces as the landmark decision was made. So you're right to say, finally, the marriage equality bill has been passed. Uh, let's give a bit of context on how it was passed. So we had 175 MPs voting in favor. This was quite a diverse coalition, which is rare to see in Greek politics. That in itself is quite historic, I would say. It was comprised of the government MPs, which uh, voted in favor, about two-thirds voted in favor, but also had support from Syriza, Osok, New Left, and Plevsi Eleftheria, so four different left and center-left parties. And I think it's historic because... Listen, on the one hand, it really increases the rights uh, and it guarantees protections to a Greek minority that until now remained invisible. But on the other hand, I think in general, it's good for the quality of a state's democracy when you extend rights and make them more inclusive to the entirety of your population. So it's similar to other laws that Greece has passed in past that uh, increase, for example, gender equality, things like that. I think it's, it's really historic. And it also shows, Thanos, that Greece really is tied to the Western horse, if you will. So it's really following suit with the policies that the rest of our Western alliances. It's becoming now the 16th EU country to put forth a marriage equality. And as you said, the first majority Orthodox Christian state to do so. So I think that this is a history in the making, and I'm, I'm really excited to see the evolution and the reception of this bill will be uh, in Greek society. And that's the perfect segue, Nico, because I want to turn to Greek society, which... While in favor of marriage equality, at least according to polls, the split has been more or less even over the issue. Can this law now take what appears to be a divided society with it as well? I think it's an excellent question because there's something quite special about marriage equality in that it achieves two things at the same time. Now, on the one hand, it really guarantees rights and protections to same-sex couples and their families. There's a very practical legal component to this equation. You know, kids that until now were sort of unprotected. If something happened to one of their two parents, maybe, you know, there would be custody problems, there would be property inheritance problems, hospital visitation problems, things like that that are now equalized. But their other dimension of this, Thanos, is that it really gives visibility to a community that has always been there, but is just it was not seen as equal from the eyes of the state. So I think it normalizes LGBTQ families and same-sex couples. And what we have seen is that in most countries that did legislate same-sex marriage, in the short term, it led to more acceptance for LGBTQ couples. And in the long term, quantifiably, much less hate speech, much less violence. So it's really sort of a stepping stone for acceptance. We've seen this happen 
I would also argue you can look in, in the U.S. or in France and look into what some of the more conservative alt-right politicians there are talking about. There's no anti-LGBTQ rhetoric. So that sort of proves the point that countries that have legislated this eventually sort of nudge their societies to accept it as well. So I think that's sort of the hope and optimism in Greece as well. You're right to point out that though there is a majority in favor, it's quite narrow. But I think where I also draw hope from is if you look at the evolution of those statistics. So about five years ago, those in favor of same-sex marriage were a minority. Those in favor of adoption from same-sex couples were a tiny minority. And things have radically changed in just a few years. So the hope is that this sort of evolution and growth will continue to be exponential, if you will. A lot of emphasis, Nico, has been put, at least in international headlines, on the fact that Greece becomes the first Orthodox Christian country to pass legislation like this. How significant is this religious dimension? I think it's very significant. And there's a reason why most of the international headlines had, were featuring this precise detail. It's because it really is a first. It's what gives this sort of development a, glo a unique global dimension. Greece becomes the first Orthodox Christian country to pass marriage equality, not without significant backlash, of course, from most representatives of the Orthodox Church here in Greece. I would say the opposition was at times quite ferocious. And uh, this creates an interesting situation, Thomas, where I think there's two elements here. One is how the Church can react within its own ranks theologically. And I don't think it's likely that we're going to see Orthodox same-sex weddings happening anytime soon, obviously. But the second component is how it positions itself against a social issue that the state decides to legislate on. And here's an analogy I would use with female priests. So obviously the Orthodox Church is against the notion of having female priests, but it doesn't go about to declare its opposition to increasing opportunities for women as a whole in society. So I think this is what's going to happen here as well eventually. I don't really see a major change within the Orthodox Church and in its practices. But there is hope, perhaps, that this discussion that opened quite abruptly and negatively now with the bill will slowly evolve into more acceptance towards the notion that there's multiple LGBTQI individuals that are also pious or Christian. And you don't want to force people to reconcile between two identities that may seem irreconcilable. But I think we're not close to the church sort of coming out in support of this openly. But I think that there is a discussion that's slowly opening and it's important to say that the Orthodox Church is not a monolithic structure, right? So there's diverse opinions. Perhaps the ones that we heard in this debate in Greece were the ones that were diametrically opposed to same-sex marriage. But I don't think they represent the entirety of the clergy and theological thinking. Nico, a lot of debate ahead of the vote was on how Prime Minister Mitsotakis would build a coalition that could pass this bill, especially considering that a portion of New Democracy MPs voted no. Now, we've seen this bill pass with support from key members of the opposition as well. What should this tell us about, you know, Greece's politics? I think it tells us that perhaps some of the old ideological lines aren't necessarily going to be reflected in a lot of these votes. I personally think it's a positive development that we had this sort of cross-party coalition. My sort of bet here is that the center-right government passed something that initially there was a lot of fear that it would, it would create backlash, right? And we know that there's been a lot of internal lobbying to convince its MPs, but I don't think the governing party will, have, will suffer any consequences, specifically because it positioned itself to say that it both championed in this bill. I mean, it introduced marriage equality, so it really sort of reaps the benefit of that, while at the same time you had the former prime minister 
Adonis Amaras, a very important member of New Democracy, give a very passionate speech against the bill. So it could sort of have the cake and eat it too, if you will, because it presented two very strong narratives on both sides. It'll be interesting to see what are some of the effects on other parties, particularly, I would say, PASOK, because there were a lot of abstentions. Actually, percentage-wise, more MPs from PASOK abstained from the bill than New Democracy. So that puts PASOK in an interesting position where it will find it hard to differentiate itself from New Democracy since it essentially on a very, on a flagship social issue, if you will, they roughly had the same voting performance. But Thanos, my hope would be that there would be more bills that would generate this sort of cross-party support. This is, I think, key. A lot of the major challenges in Greece require big consensus. And so it'd be interesting to see if that sort of practice will be repeated with other bills in Greek politics. I want to take us beyond Greece's borders, Nico, because it looks like this vote is already making waves internationally. Do you see this having a ripple effect outside of Greece? That's a very good question. And I actually just wrote about this issue for Kathmerdmi yesterday night. I do think it's having ripple effects for a number of reasons. The first one is that it may actually lead to more countries in the east of Europe or more conservative governments in Europe and elsewhere to consider as legislating a same-sex marriage because they saw a center-right government doing it quite successfully. Remains to be seen whether they will have a political cost added, right? But I think all signs point to the fact that they won't. So it'll be interesting to see if this will generate some kind of change. And on that note, I, I was actually speaking to Czech activists. The Czech Republic is currently debating marriage equality. And it also, you know, the government there comprises of a center-right government. So the activist was telling me maybe the government will look in the successful case of Mitsotakis introducing it and be encouraged to do so. He was quite reluctant in whether this will happen or not, but it's a possible development. But the second and very important one, I think, is that, you know, there's a huge Greek diaspora. There's a big Greek brain drain generation. And a lot of these Greeks are also LGBTQI individuals. A lot of them are in same-sex partnerships or relationships, or even marriages abroad, and a lot of them have kids. And until recently, it was unimaginable for them to consider returning to Greece or having a relationship because a lot of their family rights wouldn't be respected. So I think that, and a lot of people I spoke to confirmed this, that this is sending sort of ripple effects in in all these places where these Greeks live and could potentially make them reconsider the prospect of their return or their relationship with their home country which I have to tell you for years was in some cases non-existent, particularly because they felt so excluded from. So I think these are two of the more immediate sort of ripple effects. And of course, the orthodox component that we mentioned before is key here as well. And it is a first, and it will be interesting to see what sort of debates it creates within the orthodox world. Nico, wrapping up, as Prime Minister said, this is a major milestone for human rights in Greece. Is there still work to be done here on the road to equality? Thomas, I would say that even in a perfect, completely equitable society, there's still work that needs to be done because equality is something that requires continuous effort. And it's something that has, as I said before, a legal component. So it's good that some rights were recognized. Some LGBT activists have pointed out that there are what they see as gaps in the law. So there's obviously, you know, room for growth and improvement there as well, if you will. But there's another component which has to do with attitudes and, you know, public opinion and social trends. And I think there's work to be done there. A lot of the of what we heard in public discourse the past couple of weeks was quite disappointing. A lot of it on the verge of hate speech. And so I think that's where a lot of focus needs to be put now. But I do retain hope because, as I told you before, very often marriage equality laws are a stepping stone for a more inclusive and a more equal society. 
So let's hope that this will be the case in Greece as well. Nico, thanks again for joining us. As you know, always great chatting with you. Thank you so much, Thanos, for having me. In other news, Prime Minister Kyriakos Mitsotakis has called for streamlining Europe's defense industry in response to a changing global environment. He stressed that Europeans will have to make strategic decisions on where to direct their resources, as there can't be six or seven different suppliers of weapon systems in Europe. His comments were made at the opening session of the 60th Munich Security Conference. Mitsotakis also highlighted the importance of implementing policies that enable states to finance their defense without compromising fiscal discipline, an issue Greece has raised in the past as well. Finally, journalists in Turkey are welcoming a recent constitutional court ruling that revoked bans on online access to hundreds of news articles. Last week, the court published a ruling that lifted the ban, stating that the restrictions are unconstitutional and violate freedom of expression. A list of banned stories included articles concerning President Erdogan, his family, his cabinet members and politicians from his ruling Justice and Development Party. While welcoming the decision, journalists and advocates are cautious, asking whether this decision will protect the other outlets from being censored in the future. That wraps up today's episode of The Greek Current. Thanks for tuning in.